0: What you're about to hear is an incoherent mess. (laughs) Hello and welcome to yet another episode of The Mask Podcasters. Who are these, well, frankly spiteful people coming at you through the magic of podcasting? My name is Shannon and as usual, joined here by my brother Jake.
1: Jen I I, uh, I suspect you have a, a, a little jump in your step
0: right now you seem excited there's a little there's a little pep in a little, the step a little because Focal Jake you know we we love doing the podcast but we really we do it for ourselves and definitely not for the audience in which it's intended for we I don't know if this is a little secret but behind the scenes we actually don't like anybody that listens to our podcast this episode is going to prove that because we have watched two shows, two movies that we are going to firmly recommend that you watch, <laughs> not because, well, let's say not because they're they're good, but because we don't like you as an audience. Is that is that, that fair? No, no, I'm I'm
1: not sure I agree with that, Shannon. Um,
0: at least at least one of them, at, at least one of
1: them, sure. But the uh, the second one, well, one of the two, I actually enjoyed. So we'll see how they go.
0: And we, we and we won't we won't tell you which one is which until okay. we get to the very end. You won't know through the review for sure. <laughs> we've we've watched two. We're in lockdown here in Victoria, so we're all a little bit stir crazy. Um, and uh, it's it's coming good a little bit now, but we have been locked inside. So we've watched the movies so that you don't have to. But but I firmly recommend that you do. One of these movies is really difficult to obtain at the moment. is yes, uh, is It's a 2021 movie, so we're trying to stay nice and uh, and awesome. recent and relevant. Yes. Uh, the other one, the other one, thankfully, Jake, <laughs> is available on Netflix.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: For all of you to enjoy. Yes, it
1: is. Yes, it is. Uh,
0: well, let's start with the first movie. Okay.
1: The, watching the movie, the order that you watched them, Shannon. So, which which did you watch first?
0: Uh, we I watched Nobody first yes, of all. I- I was. I'm super excited about this movie. First of all, because it it follows this trend of putting people who don't deserve to be action stars and making them action stars. I love this. That yep. means, Jake, that eventually it might be my turn. One day. One day, One day the, the phone will ring and it'll be Jerry Bruckheimer and he'll say, "Hey, do you want to be an action star? You will need to lose thirty kilos and get ripped. Yes. Um, but we will give you a trainer, Chris Pratt style, and we will make you we'll <laughs> make, make you an action hero."
1: Like you bust Like
0: out. like Liam Neeson, yep. like Keanu Reeves, like Chris Pratt.
1: Yep. And now Bob Odenkirk.
0: Bob Odenkirk. One one half of the Mr. Show team. <laughs> now, people might not be familiar with Bob Odenkirk.
1: Because if you haven't seen that one particular show, and the main show that he's in is uh Breaking Bad, and then the spin off is Better Call Soul. Now he plays Saul Goodman, I believe his name is. That's right. Um, yeah. So so a lot of people probably wouldn't know him if you haven't watched Breaking Bad or of Better Call Saul. So.
0: If you have seen those, you absolutely know that he can turn dramatic. Like yes. those, those shows show that he is he's quite a uh, a well-known sort of comedic actor, but he can have fairly dramatic turns. He has range. Um, he has range, but I know him from Mr. Show. He his sketch comedy show uh with uh David Cross from Arrested Development, Tobias Fume yep. K from Arrested Development, he had a, a show. Most of that's up on YouTube. If you haven't seen Mister Show, have a look at it. It's also there's a the remake is on uh, on on Netflix. There's a whole uh, season where they got back together a couple of years ago and made uh, effectively made another Mister Show, which is awesome. And I absolutely recommend people watch it if you haven't seen Bob Odenkirk, uh, Jake, and I of course know his brother Steve Odenkirk um, from the a Thumb series of TV uh, t- movies, uh, Bat Thumb, our favourite, but of course you've got The Thumb Wars, um, Frank and Thumb. Uh, there's plenty of Thumbs. If you haven't seen those. those thumb, the Thumb Wars sometimes Maybe we them. should do all of them. Yeah, do uh, all of them. Very difficult to find and track down, but I had them all on DVD. <laughs> uh, Bat Thumb, the absolute standout in that yes. that series. But that's his brother. Um, he was also in that terrible ping pong movie, I think, uh, with Christopher Walken. Like, Addles of Fury. It doesn't, or, matter. it doesn't matter. We're not even talking about him. We're supposed to be back on Bob Odenkirk. Yes. Anyway, so he, he plays. Look, the the simplest way of saying this is that it's effectively a John Wick ripoff. Yes. And 100%. and I was incredibly surprised at how much John Wick is in this movie.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. It's basically a, a ripoff with a different actor and a slightly different storyline. Basically, the the main actor does, has a as a. As a rundown with some with some bad folks and of course that one bad folk has to be the person who's in charge of the Russian mafia I want to say he does yeah, a, it mafia, doesn't matter. gangster back gangster type and of course he killed the nephew the brother the cousin the someone that he knows and basically it, it's come down to them trying to track him down him defending himself and uh, keeping his family safe is the general General. Yeah,
0: and and so he he clearly, as it comes out, um, is is an entity known as Nobody, mm-hmm. which is effectively a fixer for the American government for all of the agency acronym agencies. I think he calls them all the three letter word yes. uh, agencies. He effectively went in and silenced people who needed to be silenced, um, and he is effectively a giant badass. is is how how it comes across there. Um, and so he that's his been his job, but he gave that away and he took a family and had children, uh, and has been basically living in a dead end job, um, working for his his wife's dad. No, I something. Think so I think it's a her band. wife's brother works there. Yeah something maybe something. i don't he wants want- to buy it they don't they don't like him he doesn't like them a
1: few weeks ago and then re-watched it today and i just i i don't remember watching that part so um
0: so anyway. he, he wants to he wants to buy the factory um yep. they think he's just some sort of soft he, his kids know that he worked in the military but that he was called an, an assessor or an auditor i think it was an right. auditor yep. uh which actually meant you know he went and cleaned up all the all the bad situations but effectively he's kind of been jonesing for a fight for ages right like he's he's lived in this second life and 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 kept it really kind of you know, down, you know, right down in his soul, he's had this sort of burning desire to beat the living shit out of somebody. He's
1: basically in a funk. His wife and him aren't getting along together. There's no spark anymore because he's basically just accepted that this is his life now and doesn't.
0: I, I do like their pillow fort that they construct yeah. every night. It's uh the, the, pillows the, down the, 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 the middle of the bed to indicate to the audience that they're not going to fuck.
1: Yes, but then,
0: but then when it comes out, you know, what's, they, they what... might fuck, <laughs> but they don't. Because oh, no one wants to see Bob Erden I'm sure they him. did. Uh, so anyway, his, his family doesn't know anything. His wife knows, but yep. the kids don't know. Um, and in fact, you've got an angsty teenage son who just thinks he's a bit of a lame one, right? It doesn't, doesn't rate him. There's a break-in in the house. Yep. And he, uh, he has a chance to take down the female uh, offender, um, but chooses not to. Uh, the male offender that clocks his son in the face. Yeah, that was um, really... Uh, and then takes off. And so he decides that's the kind of breaking point for him. He's going to take, he's going to get revenge now. And then we get the first truly great moment of this movie is when he goes and sees Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Oh, it's so good. Doc Brown,
0: he's so old. He's so old. old And skinny. Uh, But he sees sees his dad, Doc Brown, and he says, uh, you know, you're up to your old tricks again, takes his FBI badge and his gun, and he like sets revenge. He's going to go find out uh who who these people were so he he ends up kind of walking into a to a tattoo parlor um and then you know they recognize whoever the veteran that's there recognizes that he's a badass that that kind of ends with no problems and then he gets on a he goes on a bus and five russian dickheads (laughs) just want to point no one at, at this point in the
1: story no one knows that he's a badass so, like, even as an audience member, you don't know that he's a badass yet.
0: He's he's kind of bumbly in the way you've got you've got an idea that something's up. Particularly the way the old veteran in the tattoo parlor recognizes a tattoo on his arm, yeah. um, and immediately panics. Right, runs yeah, away. Runs away. Yeah, you know there's some. He's kind of some kind of badass, and he starts. He immediately drops his voice down and he starts talking like this. Um, so you know that he's he's about us because he's talking like this, he's talking down. Uh he's whispering, he's whisper talking. So you know shit's yeah. gonna get real. And then it doesn't get real, and then he gets on a bus. And so because he's on a bus, yes, uh, Russian dickheads crash a car, get on the bus, immediately see a female that they're deciding that's it, we're gonna harass said female. Now, he kind of he wants this fight. Like you can see that he's really pumped for this yeah. this fight that he has. They don't really
1: do anything. No, and he, he's pretty convinced that they're going to do something. Like the way they're looking at her, the way they surround her, he's kind of assuming that they're going to take it a little bit further than what they are going to. But they don't actually do anything. They kind of sit around her and intimidate
0: her. They, they, he could just like get her off the bus. Like,. Just you know, we'll come and we'll wait for another bus, or we'll it's get you a cab, or whatever.
1: The bus driver got off the bus. Like he, the bus driver came back and was he, like, he
0: he takes the bus driver if he basically it, walks it, her off the bus. He was yelling. I'm, I'm guessing they didn't pay, so he, she was probably yelling
1: at them to pay, or yeah. something along those lines. They're, they're,
0: they're drunk because they hand, they've got a big bottle of uh, red wine and they crash their car because they're drunk. Um, and he, she's going to call nine one one. He basically pushes her out of the bus, and and fights all five of these in what is. Ooh. Genuinely a very good moment in this movie. The, the choreo- choreography in this movie is really, really good. Yeah. And because he's a bit rusty, he kind of gets his ass kicked a bit.
1: Yeah, and I'm I, that I about him. Like you know, same thing kind of happened to John Wick, where he, in the very first scene he gets his ass kicked, and then he turns it around in the second half. Well, this this one he kind of gets beaten down the whole time in the bus, and then but just keeps finding a way. Reminds me of Old Boy a lot. This this fight scene kind of mm. knocked down a lot and then comes, keeps fighting and going on just through. It's, it's
0: quite a protracted scene. Like it's quite long. Yeah. Um, he he escorts the woman off the bus. The bus driver's still outside. Um, he gets thrown through a glass window at some stage and gets back onto the bus and then kind of shit gets real. But he uses what he's got available to him, a la John Wick. He cuts a seatbelt off to use that as a secondary weapon. He takes a, a bar that becomes loose. He gets stabbed a bit, but he basically takes down the head honcho, um, who gets his throat crushed. And yep. then he gives a emergency tracheotomy to, um, to allow him to breathe with a straw and then kind of wanders off. And so he, he's mysteriously talking to someone on a radio, which we, we kind of, as the audience put together is his brother. his he's yeah. African-American brother. Sure. Um, and they're talking on a ham radio for some reason. Um, well, I think and- that's a clever device to be like is it a- clever. Well, I think it's a, a more of a hidden device, hidden okay. device. They can talk. He rings the house and says, "Hey, you got some problems? That dude that you that you you nearly killed. He he's a bad dude. He's a really right. bad dude. Uh, a la John Wick. Exactly the same as John Wick. Yeah. Uh, you probably need to go to a wise African American dude, a la John Wick. Yep. Um, and and get some information about this guy, yep. and uh, and then oh, didn't go to the Continental. Didn't go to the Continental. No, didn't at a hotel a barbershop. Um. And and then there's an assault on his family home, which is which is tricked out to the nines. Yep. Allah John Wick. Yep. Sends his family away. Unfortunately, not Allah John Wick because John Wick's family is dead. Yeah. Um, mean,
1: the only thing I can say about this this one is different to John to John Wick is that is the family aspect of it. So yeah. he, he's not a solo person going against everyone. He's kind of he's going against everyone to a certain degree, but he's got to look after his family, and his family kind of becomes the most important thing. And then obviously at the end. Um, we have the big. We'll get to the bit, We'll get to the end.
0: Hit yeah, go. yeah, and and then of course you know he he he, he kicks ass, uh, and then um, he buys the factory with his hidden gold that he's always had. a large John Wick, <laughs> um, and and then sets up his uh, his big factory for the final boss fight. Or after he burns all of the bad guys' money. And yeah. takes out half of his crew. Very, very
1: um, scene. Like I would have, I, I might have liked to seen a little bit more. I, of I it.
0: do like the way he he fucked that money up because he put gasoline in the uh, water tanks that you yeah. sh- that run the sprinklers that then sent gas everywhere and he set that on fire, uh, and then sets up for the final, uh, final big, uh, you know, skirmish. Uh, he tricks out a warehouse, à la Home Alone. So <laughs> what we have here, I think, if I was going to describe this movie, is John Wick crossed with True Lies crossed with Home Alone. That's that's how I see this movie. Yep. And it's an amalgam of all that stuff. And say so it's one guy against a bunch of guys, he gets a little bit of help at the end, he obviously wins, everyone's happy, the end, and it sets it up for a sequel, maybe, maybe I'd say so. This movie would have blown my mind if John Wick hadn't come ten years ago.
1: Yeah. So it's so much like John Wick. But I really like John Wick. So I think this is this is just right up my alley. I really enjoyed this.
0: I I like I like John Wick too. Don't get me wrong. I wish, I wish this had something other to say, Something else to say. Yeah, it's um, pretty
1: much step by step. You know, it's, it's it's same kind of Russian, and and it's kind of the same shots as well. You see the the, the bad guy being super bad, super intimidating, um, straight away, like like you do in John Wick. Um, the, the the fight scenes are basically in the same locales, other than you know a few exotic places for John Wick. Yeah,
0: but you can see that this has been stepped out with the set pieces, right? So yeah. first one is a bus. Yep. So there's a constricted space. So he has to beat five guys in a very, very small, confined space. Yep. Right. That That's the first thing to show what a badass he is. The next step then is at his house where there's a family under attack and the house has to be tricked out in a certain way that will allow him to to um to do that, you know, and then, and then you get the big final factory, you know, the, yeah. not no confined space, effectively where he can set his, his booby traps and stuff. the The issue I've got, I think, is that you've got Bob Odenkirk. So yeah. there is a, there's a couple of laughs in this where where his delivery and what he says to them is quite humorous. So I was like, oh well, that's that's good. It's missing humor. Like that's where you set it aside from John Wick is you make this kind of funny.
1: Yeah, they they kind of made him a bit gruff and a bit similar to John Wick, the way the way he's toned, the way he's kind of the way he's delivering things. Um, There's not there's not a lot. I couldn't think of any really laugh out loud moments
0: there's a couple like he finds that his kids oh the um, bracelet or, that he that he thought was stolen and he's kind of like haha and he the way he's talking to to those bad guys he's propped them all up on the couch even though most of them are dead and he's talking to them like they're you know like they're alive and asking questions of them there's a couple little things in there that are humorous there's no belly laughs like it's not hilarious but, but um, would, would you
1: want belly laugh like, would you want to laugh out loud I, I i you i think you run the the
0: the risk of going kind of slapstick when you do that you don't need to go slapstick i think you keep you keep the action the same but you make him maybe slightly more quippy so it ends up being a little bit more bond like like um i can dark humor, and even dark humor yeah make him really like quite dark but but give him a personality at the moment he's he's a bit like the title like he's nobody he's just he's just insert action guy here. And if you're going to give that to Bob Odenkirk, couldn't that have just been anyone? Like what's the value of having Bob Odenkirk there? Yeah. So maybe they need to title this movie uh, anybody rather than nobody, because I I don't think, I don't think Bob Odenkirk is good enough as a straight kind of action. I I think because he's not being funny, I don't know that his delivery through the whole movie. is actually good enough to carry the movie. I I, I love Bob Odenkirk and I was so excited because he was the head of this. I kind of thought it would veer into that dark comedy yeah. a bit surreal. I mean, if you've watched his his sketch stuff, some of that's really surreal and odd and it kind of just seems like an excuse to just beef up, you know, oh, let's get a comedic actor and beef him up and make him the yeah, lead. And I think that's the, I
1: think that's what they're kind of going for, the surprise factor. So, you know, they, they're kind of, if you don't know anything about the movie, then you, you're kind of surprised by... Him turning badass, but I think everyone kind of knows what the movies movies basically. The, about. the poster is it. him
0: getting punched in the face repeatedly. Like it's you know, if you know the basic plot, you understand it. And and the thing is, you might as well just call it not John Wick and and, and put it out. I mean, in in a world where John Wick doesn't exist, this movie rocks. Oh, this is a really good fun popcorn movie. But it, all true. I was doing is going, well, that's they already did that.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's violent. It's very very violent. Very graphic. Um, there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot to, to differ from john wick other than the fact he's got a family and then the last scene takes place as booby traps
0: and as the gadgets and i think and, the surprise is, that's and some of that's really short. Like, yeah, he sets up the booby traps, and and there's a couple of really good sort of little set pieces within that. But yeah. they don't really come into effect other than, gee, he's really resourceful. Yeah. Um, you kind of get bits and pieces about why he is like he is. The only thing that mildly surprised me was that his dad was also a bit of a badass. That, like, uh, and that's a great turn, and that's so good. Like, I, I don't think you
1: needed the the brother. The brother. Added nothing to the
0: story. Which didn't, it didn't give you a lot of indication about why he was there or what he did or what he
1: was. He worked for the company too, and then he went into hiding, as is my general understanding. And he he shouldn't be around, or they suspect that they want him to be dead or, you know, to be hidden uh and then he kind of comes back for this last fight i don't think that really was needed i think that was kind of that
0: could have been maybe part two it it makes it a little bit better whether it's just him and his dad yeah i think that 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 to me makes that bond a bit better and and kind of if you didn't know any better particularly like the thing that kind of hurts you you get that great scene where there's two two goons out for his dad and and he you know pretend he's sleeping and so then when he turns up, you kind of know he's already a badass, so it ruins the surprise of, hey, he's just like, oh, hey, dad, or hey, dad's here, or something like that. Yeah. And you're kind of like, yeah, he, he's here because he's a badass. Yeah. Like, you, you kind of, him turning up at the final fight doesn't really, there's no real payoff. Well, you mean the dad, the dad part yeah. of it? Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's, I just
1: love the fact that how happy the dad is. That, yeah. me, really happy. Like, I, him walking around with a, with a big, heavy shotguns and a, around his neck, shooting people and just laughing and smiling was just hysterical. I love the scene where the two goons come in, but realistically, if you're the two goons, you're going to go up to his head and go bang and that yeah. again. You're not going to go around the front and see what he's doing, you know, no, and you're dead. No.
0: And I that- mean, look, goons run on goon logic in movies. Yeah, but- and it's, it's, look, there's a couple of things you have to accept in a movie, in movies like this. First of all, guns are, Ammo, just don't have ammo limits.
1: No, no, I think that I think that was really good in this movie. I think it's the same as John Wick. They paid very close attention to the ammo limits in this one. Like in in, in
0: some ways, I think and other times they just they just run well, like around the car around the car fight. There's just there's just gunfire everywhere. I, I'm sure they change magazines. And and so you've got that. There's the car that will continue to run regardless of how badly damaged it is. You know, you've got to accept that that happens.
1: That has happened, yeah.
0: um, Okay, so a couple of questions for you. And then of course the dumb goon is in every movie ever. It's the the goons that hold back during a fight that don't swarm. And,
1: and all the ones that are really, really smart and get away with it, like capture him at some point. Yeah. And end up dying anyway. Like there's always that one super smart goon.
0: Yeah. So so you know, there's that, that kind of stuff. So you've got to accept you you put that to one side. He burns yeah. his goddamn house down, right? And then all the neighbors come out. They know who that guy is. And they see him standing there. Clearly, he lit his own house on fire. Um, and then he just goes and steals his neighbor's car in front of everyone. Yes. And 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 because he's so super powerful at the end when he's got the cops, they're just like, man, he's, he's nobody, he's oh, fine.
1: I'm, I'm guessing it's the, the government influence. Yeah, but
0: he, he just doesn't, he can
1: just do anything now. And he's moved, He's going to move house. So he's, I mean, I'm assuming he's moved suburbs away, like he's moved cities away.
0: Yeah, but I was sitting there going, if he's got, like a special cleaning crew that comes and cleans up this mess, I'm going to be so angry because that's just like blatantly John Wick.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it has to be something different. And they, what, what was really concerning is that the basement's wired to incinerate. Like it's meant to get hot quickly, but, but like the hottest thing in the world. Yeah. Like, but what if you accidentally set your house on fire and you, and your family's inside?
0: Because that's that's actually a really good scene when he's when he's talking to the bad guys. That's yeah, like the only yeah. the only kind of almost darkly comedic scene that you've got. Mm. And it was Bob Odenkirk being Bob Odenkirk. And I was like, that's what we need to see more of. That scene is needs to be the typical flavor through the whole thing. You're, you know, you almost want
1: to kind of want him to do that for each guy he takes down, have that weird conversation with them, or some something that makes him different from John Wick. And the, the, the he's
0: yeah he's a bit more he's a bit more um. Uh, he's got uh, people hate this but he's got more i think he's got more talent acting ability than keanu right yeah uh, I, you, I never really believe keanu when he like that's why i don't give, don't give keanu speeches no.
1: a lot he's got action scenes in in john wick and he has a few sentences on the phone blah blah i'm coming for you hang up the phone and there's very little dialogue from him
0: so the, the best part of this movie is when he talks to the main bad guy in the club and explains everything he's done, yep. including getting super happy about the fact that he's just burned all mm. of your money. Like he actually, he, he's that's that's a bit of show and the kind of because John Wick you don't ever get the impression that he enjoys this, whereas no. in this in, nobody loves it. Like he he actually genuinely enjoys kicking ass, and so he's kind of gleefully happy about. Telling this guy what he did, this yep. random Russian guy—it doesn't matter. No, he—he's the crazy Russian dude, and so uh, the, the director actually is a Russian guy. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of Russian money in this, uh, even though they're the bad guys, which seems a bit weird. Yep. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, it's the director's not done not a lot of note. What he has done is a movie called Hardcore Henry, which is shot entirely in first person, like yep. a video game, um, which is almost unwatchable because it is so. Discombobulating to actually watch a yeah. whole movie in in first person. The thing is, this is this is actually not a bad movie. It's no. just so derivative of John Wick, and, and
1: and that's the issue. I mean, this this movie actually, I think I was actually I enjoyed it a lot. I actually had a good time watching it. Uh, the, my my concern, my my problem was that I'd rather watch John Wick. Yeah, and, and, and that's what it comes down to. And I think I think the set pieces are great. I think the fighting is great. The choreography is great. At the end of the day, I'd rather watch John Wick, and that's just that's all it comes down to.
0: The thing is that they make the the choreography believable. Yes. I think I really felt like Bob Burneckirk was the one doing this, and now there's obviously a mixture of, you know, stunt actors and, you know, I I, I believe that he did a lot of work for this and got got ready for well, two it. two years of prep he did for this, but, you know, all that work and effort is just a John Wick ripoff. Like See, I thought, it was by the guys who did John Wick, but it's
1: not. It's actually done by other people. I thought, I honestly thought it was the people who did John Wick.
0: If it's in the same universe and he's he's another guy that's been trained by the same people, I kind of can forgive it. But this is a whole other. Oh, sorry. This is a whole other thing. The writing
1: was done by the same person who did John Wick.
0: Well, do something else, writer. Like you can't just write the same thing nine times and expect to get paid. Well, clearly he does,
1: I and mean, it clearly it works. I mean, I,
0: again, I had a good time with it. I
1: just. It, it was like you said, it was missing something. It was missing that dark, edgy humor that ha- had showed very little glimpse. And I, I almost feel like that would have been almost ad libbed some mm-hmm. stuff. Like maybe even Bob Bernie Cook went, Oh, there's, there's the kitty bracelet and ad libbed that and they added that scene in or something like that because it just, the rest of the movie doesn't live up to that one, that one he, scene.
0: Yeah, he's really good in parts. And then there's other parts that I'm just, when he's being chummy family man, I don't buy it no I it doesn't feel right when he's a boring office worker dude working in the factory I don't buy any of that and we, whether that's intentional whether I'm supposed yep, to feel I like that or know. something's wrong because I don't think he's strong in those in those parts where he is strong he's really good in the cho- choreography he's good when he's actually being mr gruff voice yeah and that scene where he gleefully tells the Russian mob what he's done I that scene I really enjoyed yeah but I also like the the quick shop the Monday,
1: Tuesday, Wednesday scene. So I like that. Did but you? I thought, I found that really grating. I thought, it, I thought it set it up very nicely for what, and it was quick. I thought it was very quick and very, it, it was the part after the bus that got me, where he kind of became happy again, Mr. Family Man. Like you said, I didn't, I didn't like mm. all that stuff. I didn't like the part, I didn't like the part with the family. I didn't yeah. like having a family. Um, I, I think that's, that's what I took of it. Because
0: that's, that's, it's hard to, it's hard to make him a badass and be a family man. Yeah. I think, the reason that True Lies gets away with it is because it's Arnie. Like you, you're, you're accustomed as a person to knowing that Arnie's a badass, right? Like that's – he's he's giant, first of all. So you kind of appreciate that he's not a boring accountant guy. He's clearly a secret agent. That that movie is super funny. Like mm. True Lies has heaps of comedy all the way through it. Arnie's, Arnie's not funny. I think Arnie's got some stuff, like good stuff in there when he's taking the truth serum yeah, and all that yeah but to, uh, yeah, tom arnold's point that the he's the funny the top, part of, but there's a whole bunch of but but that is almost slapstick like that's almost getting yeah. to the point where that's a parody of the whole the whole genre this didn't need to be a parody of the genre this no. needed to be something that had its differentiation at the moment there is nothing you could point to that says this is different from john wick other than hey his family's not dead. Well, so or you so what you move his motivation
1: I, I, there, there's a few little parts i think they did it could have essentially, like, when he wiped off the accidents, no accidents in ninety. Miles. Again,
0: another funny part.
1: Funny. I think there, there needs to be more of that. There's more more stuff to differentiate yourself. Um, and I think Bob Odenkirk could have done a lot more. I think there was a bit of a letdown. Um, and I really hope they go for a number two, but do something
0: different. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't want to see John Wick 2 again. Like, like, I don't. John Wick 1, 2, and 3 are basically the same movie over and over again. Yeah, different we've fight. seen this. It's been done. We've, we've seen yeah. it.
1: And I, 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 it's basically step by step. You could basically plot the movie out as he was going along. The, the funny bits were when he stole the painting, mm-hmm. um, the, the some of the stuff in the construction site, and the two speeches he gave. Now mm-hmm. uh, Bobo and Kirk being funny is
0: funny. Um, yeah, and 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 John Wick and the the, the world of John Wick is is overly convoluted now like that first that first movie is yeah he was part of some sort of shadow shadow organization he got out of it now he's back in and he's going to go and rip these people apart he's a really bad i bought that once you're getting to the second two there's a whole association and there's typewriters and they send uh, and the I, dancing and by, the t- by the time you get to the third one i'm like this is the most convo i really didn't enjoy the last john wick
1: if you, if you take away everything other out other than the fight scenes john wick three is brilliant it's all the other shit that gets muddled in with it.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- those fight scenes are great. Everything else is nonsense, and and I just don't don't think it needs to be. Ian McShane's great. Like they've filled it with some really good character actors. Lance Reddick's great. So th- they've got some good people around it. Uh, other than and Christopher Lloyd, there's nobody of note here in this. Oh, and Connie Britton, of course, as well as as his wife. Yeah. But everyone else is just a nobody. Mm. Effectively, ha <laughs> ha. Funny name, but you know, like. It, I just think you could keep building on it's that. Still, they're still not big names. Like, you haven't got any A-list celebrities. I mean, I, I, and, I, I would call Bobo
1: and Kakeem an A-grade. Like, he's he's a good TV, he's a TV actor. Um, not sure that that's a huge thing anymore. And, you know, Christopher Lloyd,
0: yeah. It was good to see him, but he's not a name actor no. that you go and, and bang the door down. You know, I think it's it's trading on people going, oh, isn't that that guy from Better Call Soul? Let's watch this because he looks like it's an action movie. And And that's, that's how it is. That's basically what the reason is. You know, and and I blame I blame Liam Neeson for that because he was really the first of that. No one thought of Liam Neeson as an action hero, particularly as old as he is. And then there's and then taken turned up, yeah. and I think we're just starting to turn all these older uh, people. And I mean, and and probably also talking about Breaking Bad, um, you know, having having Bryan Cranston as Walter White. Definitely, like everyone thought he was just a comedic actor. I had only ever seen him do Malcolm in the Middle, and realized that he had range and he's kind of a badass. So, you know, it's nice that these people have got an ability to show their kind of their dramatic chops, but just do something unique yeah. and different with it. That's, yeah. that's my issue. More, is, it, is it worth watching? Watch yeah. I mean, if you, if you love John Wick, watch it. It's, it's 90 minutes. It's not going to take lots, lots of your time. It, it is just, really tight. It, like it's, 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 there's no waste in this. No, it,
1: and it's a, it's a perfectly, perfectly cut movie. There's no waste at all. Other, other than that first 15 minutes, that's a little bit bloated that you know, they, they need to set up the, the universe and the world. Other than that, it kind of hums along, and there's no there's no stuffing around.
0: Once his secret's out, it yeah. hits its straps and it flies. Yeah, there's no but it takes. It takes too long getting there.
1: There's no twenty minutes of him figuring out who's who. It's it's two minutes, and he's figured out who it is. The, the, the getting to to be nobody is the is the the crawl. The, the first forty five minutes is pretty is pretty okay, but. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I mean, I love John Wick. So a- anything more of John Wick, I'm going to enjoy. And I like Bob Odenkirk. So
0: yeah, um, if this wasn't a name actor that I liked, if this was no- genuinely a nobody, yeah. I, I there's I would have passed on this hard or because an actor you don't
1: like like if you, you put like a. Chris, uh, Liam Hemsworth in it or something.
0: Yeah, I would have just been like, meh, I, I really couldn't be bothered. But because it was only because Bob Odenkirk playing an action hero, I was like, I'm in. I'm, in, I'm down for this. Yeah. Um, it didn't live up to that, unfortunately. Like I, I wanted more Bob Odenkirk and I wanted him to be more, to, to use his talent that he clearly has. Um, I mean, and
1: it has got, a, it got it a 7.1 IMDB. So I, I think it's a little bit, that's a little bit generous. I think it's more sitting around the
0: 6.5 mark. Um, yeah. I, I give it a solid, you know, B, B minus. Yeah. Yeah, it's a B minus for me. I mean, look, it's it's a competent movie. It's it's put together pretty well. The, the, the action scenes are great. Like there is genuinely good choreography here around the the the, um, the action scenes. Um, there's good good driving stunts. Like there's enough in there to like that it's brutal enough and gory enough in parts that you 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 you're down with it. The, the traps are inventive at the end. There's a lot to like. I just it was just so more of the same.
1: Yeah. It, again, if you had
0: seen John Wick.
1: This is a phenomenal movie, but well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, it's it's, it's a good movie. It, it's a it's a it's a it'll it'll make you stop and go wow that was interesting. Mm. But mm. when you compare it to John Wick, it's 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 the little brother of John Wick.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little John Wick that could. That's that's <laughs> what it is. And that, you know that's fine if that's what you want more of the same. I just want more. Of I just demand more, particularly when you put a name like Bob Odenkirk in it. Yeah. Like, you don't put Jim Carrey in something and be like, "By the way, just don't be funny at all. Like, just don't don't try any of that nonsense." I mean, he's done that before, but you know, that, let him let him spread know, his I wings a bit.
1: We don't really talk about Rotten Tomatoes and stuff anymore. But the more than we used to in IMDb scores and whatnot. But this one got an eighty-three percent fresh rating from Rotten wow, Tomatoes. That is high. A ninety-four percent audience score. That's yeah, that's huge, massive. That's huge ratings. Like that's a, that's a massive ratings for something that. Is basically a John Wick clone. Uh, yeah. I'm actually quite surprised at those, and, and I. The only reason why I'm looking at these is because of our next movie. <laughs> I want to talk about our next movie. Uh, uh, we, sorry, we gave it a B B minus. Both of us.
0: Yeah, B B minus. B-. Yeah, you know, it's, no it's it's watchable if if you if you want just a good popcorn movie. It's it's fine. I just yeah, it doesn't. In the world of John Wick, it's it's a, it's the pale cousin. Yeah, like it's exactly it, it's it's just there.
1: Now, now, this next movie, Shan, we're talking about, only came about because uh, my brother-in-law Adam—he won't be listening—but he sent me a message saying, "Is this a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes?"
0: What, what was that score? Do you want to know the score now, or do you want to? Well, watch- you know, I, I, I know the score. I'm. 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 I'm J- the- this is pantomime for the audience, Jack. Exactly.
1: So I got a. I got a, a snapshot of the of the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, and the Rotten Tomatoes score for this next movie is one percent. Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of zero, which
0: which which to me seems it didn't hit its its mark because it's it's made for well I think I think part of its problem is who was it made for and and that's my question that I had the whole way through this who is who is the target audience here um, it, it 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 stars an Oscar winner. So I need to make that really clear. There is a genuine Oscar winner in this. Okay, so if, if, I, if I said to you, what is an Oscar winner who's in bad movies consistently, which Oscar winner would jump to to, to mind?
1: Nicholas Cage, they have asking the question. But yeah. but in comparison, Shane, the worst movie I've ever seen, we've, mm. we've, we have rated, we've done this podcast. Maybe, maybe
0: 43.
1: 43. The worst we've ever yeah. seen was a 4% Rotten Tomato score, but a 24% audience score. So yeah. think about that. 4%, so it's four times better than this movie and 24% according to the according to the audience better than this movie which is left behind a 2014 movie which I've I can't believe i am waited this long to see it.
0: Now, if you know anything about Nicolas Cage, you know that he went through some financial trouble around this time. He bought a T Rex from some com- some country and then had to give it back. Yes, um, and okay. didn't get his money back. Yes, so he he had some financial issues, and this speaks to a, mo- a guy who said, "Just give." He said to his agent, "Just give me anything you've got.
1: I don't care what it is." The story is that he took this movie because his brother-in-law is a priest, and the priests love the book, and the book. Came out reflecting to this. So now, if
0: you if you don't know anything about this, now I went in this blind, only roughly knowing that Nicolas Cage was in it. That's all um, I knew as well. That's all I knew, and and that it was really bad. So that's all I knew about it. So coming coming to this movie, and and um, you get about. Oh, I I just I love watching. I, I loved my change in behavior watching this movie. Like I was sitting there going, okay. Okay, it's bad acting. Okay, it's, it's not great. It's Nicolas Cage. It's Nicolas, it's Nicolas Cage. Cage. He's being Nicolas Cage. He's being a very subdued Nicolas Cage, yeah. which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, it it it's shot and feels like a daytime TV movie. Yeah. Is what it feels like. Like yeah. you can just tell. There's that fil- weird filter on stuff, and it's it's not shot well. It's it's really not shot well. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like it's it's meandering, and then and then I'm like, oh my god, is that Leah Thompson? Is, the, is, yes, it is is Lorraine McFly in this movie? Yes. What are you doing, Lorraine McFly? And she's she's there, and she's just she's crazy. See, she's crazy about the Bible.
1: Yes, but then, but then what's even better is that Chad Michael Murray
0: shows up, and yeah. like, oh well, this is going to be really bad. And so Chad Michael Murray from from One Henry Hill, he's there too. And he's not very good either. And so there's just this culmination of people who are not particularly good. Yes. Like like just just, worst version the
1: the worst actors of each franchise. They're like, let's find the worst possible the cheapest
0: possible actors we can find. And and they're phoning these in, right? They they are just phoning the performances in. There's a really (laughs) weird section at the airport where Nicholas Cage's daughter and Chad Michael Murray are there Ooh. and and they they're spooked. He's quite a celebrity. He's a, he's an investigative ju- journalist um that is really well known. Like all those other really well known investigative journalists that people immediately recognize in an airport. I
1: was watching it the other day it was oh um Venom. Same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, really well known investigative journalists like all the ones okay. I can name right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so and then um, she, he get they get accosted by like weird religious woman, yep. and and it, it's played to the audience like she's she's a weirdo, and everyone else around her is kind of rightly weirded out by her, right? Yep. she's the fucking target audience, people. Yes. To give you the hint, yes. that weird religious woman is right, mm-hmm. and Leah Thompson, who's who's recently kind of converted, yeah, to. Lucky- to- yeah. In the last year, like really super, and she's had her her brain washed um, by a priest. Yes, um, and all the characters are openly talking about the weirdness and then what, and and how concerned yeah. they are. She calls her a wacko, a wacko. Yeah, how, yeah. how concerned they are about her just her kind of descent mentally into this kind of cult like people. Yeah, I'll give you a hot tip, people. These are the people. This is the that's the target audience yes. because they're saying to these people, all these people. Are bad, and you are the good ones. Even though everyone in this world thinks that you're everyone that's that we see in this movie, everyone we're supposed to care about are bad, and we should not care about them. No, but no. why? Do, why are we want? Who's who is this for? Is it for us, well, the I, audience, that, that I, are the sinners that are going to be well, left? By, I, who is it for?
1: Yeah. So, so we'll spoil the show to this movie, but basically, the movie comes around that a, a good a good fraction of the the people
0: disappear randomly. All all children, children effectively, all under the age of, what do we think, about 10, about 12? 12, yeah. So, all, all the, so basically, so
1: Nicholas Cage is a pilot and he's flying to London on his birthday. Yes. And he's, and he's got a, 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 I want to say mistress, but not, not yet, a, a soon-to-be mistress flying with him, um, Hattie, uh, which is a horrible name. But she's flying with him, and basically, when he's flying the airplane, half the people disappear, including his
0: co-pilot. So uh, the co- co-pilot disappears, an old man, but not an old woman. The the sky marshal disappears. She's a cinnamon. <laughs> and yeah, okay. So there's a whole bunch of people that disappear now. Clearly, this is the ascension, right? Now, if you don't have to have read the Bible back to back or been involved in anything to know that there is a is the story of. Um, people, uh, God-fearing folk, good good people, to get into heaven. God will take them um, and, and just ascend them to hell. God's a bit of a perv. I don't want to offend anyone listening, but he wants to take them without clothes. I don't know why that's the case. Yeah, why they, couldn't he they, take them with clothes? They go, but they, they leave their clothes behind.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I do want to point out that scene where she's hugging her brother Yeah, and then he disappears. I thought that actually was quite
0: good. The, the actual ascensions the the clothes falling down and stuff is 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 fine. Um, uh, well, I thought it was, what's what's not fine is her goddamn reaction. So here's here's my problem. She literally held him and then he he just his clothes were still there and then he disappeared. In one second and then gone the next. She spends an infuriating amount of time running from place to place, including breaking into a hospital to find where he may have been. You, bitch, you actually had him in your hands. What do you think happened?
1: Yeah, she passed out. He ran away with the clothes. Then she came, she came back again. And he
0: was. what do you think happened? This happened to a bunch of different people as well, too. You know that that's the case and you, you spend 45 minutes of the damn movie trying to find him, including going home. Yeah, but she attacks like a, like a,
1: an uh, no, uh, ambulance driver. I go, who is it? Who is it? It's clearly yeah. not him. No,
0: what is clearly not. With you? like, obviously, you're, you're distraught and you're trying to find out what's going but on. She is the dumbest character in this movie, and that's saying quite a lot yep. because there's other people. Like The other thing, like it hits you over the head, the symbolism. As soon as this happens, there's not a bunch of confusion like in the snap you know with like this is the snap in the in the marvel universe when everyone yeah. um, dis- half, the, half the population disappears is effectively that except it's, it's much less of the population that disappears yeah. and it's mainly just children right and really we can do without children and quite frankly the whole message seems to be these god-bothering people who yell at you in airports um eventually they will just disappear and that actually makes me happy i i'd be i'd be thrilled to be left behind and with nicholas cage
1: and they take select people so obviously they, he works so nicholas cage works out that uh, Leah Thompson's character, his wife, has been right the whole time and she's <laughs> yeah. been preaching that this is going to happen. And he works out that the another stewardess and the co-pilot, because of his watch as John 316, I thought he was a Steve Austin fan, but <laughs> John 316, I thought it was his name and then Stone Cold. But
0: He, he, he is the better ger- investigative journalist because he demands Hattie get um, the disappeared uh, air hostess. Where, where is she get her stuff and brings them in. And then he realizes that she's got a Bible. So therefore clearly well, she's got, she's going to Bible study a in her diary. Giant, it's like giant letters
1: on the Sunday. The Four only exclamation thing, marks. Only thing on a Sunday Bible study. I think if you, if you were religious and you knew you were going to Bible study every Sunday, you wouldn't put it in your day, your day plan. Like that's the only now, thing now,
0: on a Sunday. Now, if this happens, the first thing I'm saying is, well, it seems like some sort of weird ascension thing, right? Yeah. It's either aliens, which someone rightly aliens. says, and that's a fair fair point. Yeah. Like you know that this is not the airport. Um, one of the passengers on the plane thinks it's her husband who's managed to do this. Yeah, like that cheap- she was asleep when they landed. Out, when the plane,
1: kidnapped her daughter, and then flew away again. Even though other people have been missing as well.
0: Yeah. She's the worst. There's the racist midget for some reason, which I couldn't quite work oh, out. And all from Scrubs. I'm not sure what he's doing there. Oh, like there's so many bad, the CGI is ghastly, absolutely ghastly. Well, in I'm trying movie. to think what, what, what CGI are we talking about? Uh, the plane crash, yep. the plane crash. Yep. Um, there's, there's, so there's when two plane know, crashes. There's a plane crash in a, in a, um, in a, in a store parking lot, which is absolutely trash. Yep. And then the, the, when they land the plane, Spoilers: They land the plane. Uh, Nicholas Cage manages to land the plane, um, but the message seems to be that these people, that the crazy people, were actually right all along. Mm. Nicholas's cages turn in like, and then the air, the, the one he's going to have an affair with, the way that they get all judgy on each other, it's the dumbest. It's just so bad. Like it's trying to preach at us, and all it did was make us laugh and laugh at but
1: your nonsense. My my problem with this is that. They're, they're saying that if you don't, you have to believe strongly to be allowed into heaven. It doesn't have to be a good person. You have to believe strongly. Like I don't, I'm not sure what this. The daughter, I want to say her name's Chloe. It is Chloe. It is Chloe. She did to not be allowed into heaven. She just didn't believe. And yeah. it's the pastor who preached the word and but didn't believe, didn't it. believe enough. Oh, if, if he's doing all the right things by the Bible, right? But you don't believe strong enough. He's not, not going to let you in. That's a pretty dick thing for God to do.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a preacher who's given his whole life to celibacy and preaching the the word of God. They're not good Still doesn't get in. Because he's because he's unsure if you believe if you exist.
1: not believe. Like, but like and she makes a good point in the airport, you know, that that God allowed famine, he allowed storms, hmm. he allowed death. And the, and she's like yeah, Lord works in mysterious ways. That is the biggest load of nonsense to get away with anything you want. I,
0: I really, I don't want to offend anyone who, right, who believes sorry, this stuff.
1: Sorry, in, in this uh, movie, in this movie, sorry, in this movie.
0: I, I, do, I do want to point out that that I, I will absolutely identify as an atheist and that's that's just how I roll. Um, but I, I absolutely believe that everyone should be able to believe what they want to believe. And I agree. Unless they believe that this is a good movie. <laughs> and therefore, and then I say, no, 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 Satan wants to have a word with you because there's, 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 whether you believe this stuff or not, this is a, a fundamentally bad movie. It's shot, Awfully. There's terrible, terrible graphic work in this CGI work is 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 awful. Um it's overwrought drama, it's absolute nonsense, it's far too long. The acting is subpar like there's just nothing good to say about this movie.
1: Um yeah, there's there's very little I can say that to even defend. Like I usually try and find something, but I, I was so bored in this movie, like and just just bored of the the, the, the middle forty minutes. After kind of the snap that I just zoned off, like I didn't, I didn't even see the planes run into each other. I'm like, oh, they're leaking fuel. Why they're leaking fuel? I was literally watching it, and I was I zoned out and wasn't even watching, paying attention.
0: This is the worst worst kind of bad movie. This is a preachy bad movie. Yeah, and this is a movie that is trying to and not even subtly, it's it's trying to beat us over the head with a message. Mm. Um, but again, I keep going back to who is this for? If it is for those people to sit smugly in a cinema and go, that's me. I'm the one that would go to heaven. Everyone else is, is fucked. Like, they, they're a, a, surely a small minority. All you've done is offend all of your audience and say, you are all heathens. You are all going to hell. Or you, you've got to stay on earth. And then there's the seven years of darkness or whatever that comes. Whatever her last line of, I get the feeling this is only the beginning. And then oh, it pans cool. in, Pulls back from the, the crash plane. yeah, um, Like... You know, I think I think the punishment fitting is actually to have to watch that movie again. Like it's it's so bad, but it's trying to give this message. But again, who is the, Who is this movie for? Well, that's right. I mean, they they really portray the the religious people as nut jobs
1: and and you know crazy people who are just blindly believing and tearing their families apart, and they're pushing their husbands away, and they're doing all this kind of thing. And then you either you're either that person who's crazy and going to heaven, or you're a deadly sinner. Who doesn't deserve? It.
0: And what? What did the for like the the video uh, the cameraman? Chad Michael Murray guy, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah you, you not you even. There's no character development. No, they are no, they are, no, are two dimensional characters. But his cameraman gets to go. What? Yeah, yeah, because because it's it's convenient to the plot. Like that's that's really all it is. Marshall gets to go because he believed in Jesus. Yeah, but, like that's all
1: it takes. But I'm assuming if you know, if he's a if he's an investigative journalist, the cameraman is going to get into sh- some shit as well.
0: Like, yeah, but it seems to be all you've got to do is repent for whatever you do. Like, it's not even important that you're a good person. It's just that you believe really hard you and you repent, and that's that's it. Or we're a woman, says John 16. Yeah, and that's so that's enough for these, uh, these, this ascension. Yeah. And so they take all of the babies. Um, who's looking after these babies in heaven, by the way? Like... And then do they stay babies so they don't get to grow up in heaven like maybe a sad time wouldn't it? they get to go to heaven use a baby all life man but imaginely worse you get to heaven like oh by the way you've got to look after all these babies that aren't yours um or you you're
1: you're you're always like like that, that weird 12 13 year old age yeah you like awkward prepubescent. <laughs> like pre-pubescent where you not. and like they're like it's unlimited stuff you can do whatever you want in heaven do they come back like after the seven years of darkness do no, they do, you like, put them back you put them back like have like the snap you, you put all the when everyone else is gone and being wiped out all the good people come back and they start again. Yeah. Is that I it mean, goes? I don't know. I don't, is I don't. this,
0: I mean, I guess the question is, is this a prequel to children of men? Is this, is that why there's no, no children is because they've all been they're ascended. They've all ascended. And, and, and um, yeah. look, there's not even a grade for this movie, is there? Like this movie is just pure, pure trash. Yeah. But what I would say is if you got to pick one of these movies to watch, I'm, I'm telling you to watch this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely begging you to watch left behind. It's available on Netflix right now. Most of you are Netflix so, sure watch it. it it's not an experience like it right it's, it's one of those things like if you know
1: it's rare that we get to have these kind of moments where you know that it's going to be trash and you go into it anyway just going okay hit me with your rubbish and you and you just want to see what kind of falls out um because there's nothing to describe going into a, a movie like this and <laughs> other than it's going to be awful and Nicolas Cage is in it I mean it could be that weird religious be uh what? Uh, what he put like a basket on
0: his head. It could be that. Ah, that's no. See, see. If I'm telling you to watch one Nicolas Cage movie, it's absolutely that movie. It's absolutely <laughs> the Wicker Man for sure. Because they because there's so much better Cage craziness in that. Yeah. See, so, see, so Nicolas Cage. This this could be any actor. He doesn't he doesn't punch anyone dressed as a bear <laughs> in, in in this like. No. It, it, it could the Wicker, Wicker man. man. It it could literally be any any actor done this he's actually he's actually subdued in this movie like he's he's genuinely phoning this one in um oh you can um, always phone in his hand like he's and you know there's, there's a couple of subtle subtle things that make these movies bad any user interface on a phone that you get to see constantly, oh, yes. is always trash yes. in these that, movies. That one, that one voicemail that's giant, and then swipe to unlock. No one, no one has security in, in these movies. Also, when the, when you a phone call fails, it does not say no satellite. What the fuck does that mean? No satellite phone. Also, what happened to the satellites? Yeah, why are they working? If it's a satellite phone, why are they down? D- they, Did all the people ascended like crash into satellites on the way out? They're manned satellites in the universe. <laughs> someone like literally flipping a switch. Uh, no, I just assumed that all the babies just pinged against the side of the satellites and knocked them out of orbit, like ping, 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 and then like space trash. Just yeah. like it's it, it's absolute. It's it, to me, it's the best case scenario with someone who you can see how earnestly they've made this the kind of decisions and the meetings that they've and, and, had and he
1: and they, they would be they'd be so proud of this movie too like they yeah they'd be so proud and i think and i think even like the i think i read that the author of the book said it's the best movie he's ever seen like yeah. They did, yeah they're just so proud of the material that they've made um and then a few people were actually linked to this movie and pulled out because of other commitments and you just wonder why like it just what was Leah Thompson doing to go, you know what, I'm going to
0: – The three leads are clearly they're, – they're not getting movie roles anymore. Like, Nicolas Cage has moved into that – actually, I, I won't say that. I, I will talk a bit, a little bit more about Nicolas Cage's other work. But but Nicolas Cage in that period was just taking trash, pure and utter trash. What Chad was, Mokumara clearly wasn't getting any work what, and neither was Leah Thompson, so they were what taking what anything. Cage was
1: making in 2014.
0: So let's go to 2014
1: and see what else Nicolas Cage was making. Cuz he never really stops working. So he made he, doesn't. he made he made uh Dying of the Light, The Runner, Pay the I never heard of any of these movies. Pay the Ghost, The Truth, Dog Eat Dog. Nicolas Cage makes a lot of crap, by the looks of things. Yeah. I can't yeah. I can't even think of like I can't even see the last movie he made, Shake with the Very Late News here. I I can see that I have actually seen of his
0: this just in: Nicolas Cage makes crap movies. Everyone.
1: Oh no, he makes some good movies too.
0: Um, Nicolas Cage recently has been delving really into the surreal horror stuff, and some of his some of his new stuff, Mandy, um, uh, Mum and Dad, th- those are are at least interesting, and it allows Cage to be a little bit more cagey. Um, and so I, I really enjoy some of those later horror stuff. That's where that's where Cage needs to get into craziness. He needs to lean into the the crazy because. These movies, this movie particularly, gave him nothing to do. This was terrible. He has weird hair again, Nicholas. You are clearly bald. Don't bother with this weird black hairpiece thing that you've you've got going on. This is Travolta level territory. This could have been Travolta. Oh, I couldn't. Although, although he's a Scientologist, he'd never do it. I just, I I can't. I you can't get past
1: the if you're not Nicholas Cage, like if you're not a famous actor, you're not going to get flight attendants who look like that. Yeah, like it's just not going to happen. Like they're not going to come around to
0: you, and everyone knows your business. She know everyone knows that he's married. Short. Yeah, the outrageous flirting that happens where she's like, "I'm going to bang this super sexy old man." What pilot. Was, but what about his wife or his children? Yeah. Like that, it's just well, a- no, she, no, they do. They have that conversation. Doesn't the, the 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 other flight attendant that ends up being going to heaven? Like, she gets taken too, right? Yeah, she doesn't stop that. She's oh, kind of like, "Oh, didn't you?" Sh- that's a bit naughty. Like she surely of- should be. Yeah, sure you know, intervening if you're going to be ascended in, or, or at least say you shouldn't do that it's um it's, it's a terrible film um, um i strongly strongly recommend if if <laughs> literally if any of the movies i've suggested over 5 years of this podcast this is the one i'm putting all of my money on because i know that you will have you will have a great time with this movie <laughs> just in how bad it is yeah watch it for what it is it is absolutely watchable it's like the room to me oh that's that's hype right? that's almost hype right? like like it's so you can actually see the decisions that these these filmmakers made I just, it's such a baffling audience to me because everyone that they want, everyone that's going to watch this movie, they hate. Like you can see palpable how much they hate you as an audience. That's why I started our podcast in the way I did. I actually love you guys. Love you guys so much. But that's why I started because this movie has disdain for you as an audience. It hates you. Yes, Like it actually, not like, like, you know, the bad movies, they they hate the audience. Ha ha. This movie and the, the messaging behind it is you are all bad people. You are terrible people. Unless you repent right now and start believing in God and Jesus as our Savior, you are. This is going to happen to you. Yeah, but then if you do believe, you're crazy, and no one's going to like you. No, that's that's what we. That's what the audience thinks of these people, but they're actually right. They're the good people. Yeah, but we're are the assholes.
1: Yeah, but still, they're 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 portrayed as crazy people, even though they're yeah. right to, to us. To us. To us. Yeah.
0: The the heathens. Heathen. To us the majority of people on this earth yeah. were all assholes yeah. and she was right, even though she's kind of a bitch and, and just jumps on some random guy to tell him what a jerk he is. Like, uh, you know, oh, man, I hate this movie and love it. All, like all the c- confused emotions I'm having right now. It's
1: worthy of its 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's just, I, I don't understand who they're making it for. I don't understand why it's made. The book, sure. Um it's an it's a, it's an interesting premise, but you know, and Avengers kind of stole from it a little bit. But it's it's really quite it's
0: it's. Trash. But making any of the any of the characters likable, the Muslim guy that's that's on the plane in first class, he's really quite likable. Yeah, like he he's a good dude in in theory, but he be, he believes in the wrong god, you guys. So he he's out. But he, but he's very right on what he says. He's just like we should be praying,
1: mm. and but the, the guys are like that that, that little guy, um. Randall from Scrubs, he's just like my God or your. It's like it's just God in general.
0: Yeah, they, they have they have this philosophical discussion like, in the middle of it, which is just nonsense. Um, and he's clearly just a racist. Yeah, and crazy, and but is is the is a film writer? Is a is a writer being racist? Well, they they're racist in the sense that he, they don't think he's going to heaven because he believes in the wrong God, right? Like that's so like, it's why he didn't ascend it, because I mean, he believes in.
1: He was re- like really religious, but for the wrong God. He's like God for God, the
0: God. wrong God, so he stays behind because he's not he's not obviously not. praying to the right god but but everything all the decisions he makes all the all the stuff he does post that is all good he doesn't make a single bad move other than maybe pushing randall from scrubs down the chute um at the end but he's clearly he's clearly a good a good guy in 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 the writing that is done but he just doesn't ascend because he believes in the wrong god oh oh man like there's just so many bad decisions and 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 everything around it is bad. The acting is 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 just is some of the worst I've seen in a movie like this. Yeah. It is it is trash. Ted Michael Murray, I, I
1: I'm I'm one to back One Tree Hill all day long because I I grew up on that show. And <laughs> I love that show, but he is god awful. Like he's just he's just cardboard talking, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he he's trash. He he gets he gets his camera out to record, and not knowing that most of the recording is done, like that those that those additional dialogue is done afterwards. Why would you do it to camera? Like, what are you? Are you gonna send this out? You're on a plane. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, and he's like, he's
1: in people's faces, going, "What did you see?" While she's flying yeah, he, on he, her his gone children. He's like, "What did you see? You tell me now." No, he didn't say that. He, but it's, he's the
0: self-appointed leader of the plane. Like he just he's like I, I'm come back everyone I'm an investigative journalist I'm going to stop people getting into the cockpit that's that's he he then becomes the co-pilot yeah. like he just walks into the pilot's like this is what I found out because he had a
1: camera that's the he yeah. He was useful for one thing and that he had a flirt session with the guy's daughter like that's a- oh, and like the- is that not that, contrived that, that huge embrace at the end where she's like he's like thank god you're alive like you're doing for literally a couple of minutes like and she didn't even go to her dad first like she jumps on this guy that she just met rather than go to her own father what was with the U2 tickets? Where, where did that come into it? I want to say U2. Oh, well, U2, they're going to say U2 in London. That was going to be like the yeah. first date. I, I, know, I think the, the flight attendant really wanted those tickets. So this Yeah, was- but where did they come from? Did the daughter have them? Yeah, so no, the guy, the guy drove up to the gate saying that he's got them. Can you give mm-hmm. these to my dad for me? But they're for tomorrow night. Yeah. So, and she
0: wasn't going on the plane. So how the hell did he think that she was going to get the tickets? And she writes because she's... What she's—it's—it's it's his birthday, right? That she's—he's flying on his birthday. She writes, "This is the today is the saddest day of my life," right? Because uh, I—I I
1: miss what she wrote on the envelope. I know she wrote something on the envelope, but
0: she wrote, "Today is the saddest day of my life." Okay, because yeah. he flew on his birthday and she came into town to, to catch up with him. I, I missed that part. Obviously, I zoned out through that. <laughs> but then, then there's like this—the bad people—they prevail. Like that, they land. They land the plane safely. They get everyone out. They don't lose anyone, only to see that the world is on fire. And and she's like, this is just the start of, of the bad stuff. Mm. And then are we setting up for a sequel? Is there a left behind too? I need these questions uh, answered.
1: What I, what I love is that basically anything, anytime a natural disaster
0: or anything happens, everyone riots. Like mm. That's the first thing uh, to they do. They imi- um, no one, one actually takes any time to process this. There's uh, like, okay, oh, a bunch of people disappeared. Uh, where's that flat screen TV? Yeah. like they, they just riot like crazy like knocking people over taking
1: other people's shit they're just like nuts, shooting I, people in the streets I just, I just don't understand how it goes from like
0: honestly it's, it's a movie but because so, they think so poorly of the audience yeah. literally anyone left behind is a criminal a thug or worse yeah. like that's all they think of us that how 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 dim a view of 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 humans do we have like i know i say it all the time most people are assholes yeah. right that's why i protect. Pre- I pretend – that's why I prefer to watch movies where people are good and wholesome <laughs> and good, have good values rather than having to deal with the people outside. That's why I play GTA. Except our audience. And that's why we're releasing new merch so we know who our audience is <laughs> so we know which people to like.
1: Heathens. Just heathens. Yeah.
0: That's us. We're going to have – if you see a mass Podcaster's T-shirt, they are a good person. Yes, Anyone true. else is, is a piece of trash and you should avoid them at all costs. <laughs> but, but that's – this is the people that it expects to watch that movie and do what? Immediately repent? Like I don't get it. Well, I'm not watching the movie going. Oh,
1: this is coming, this is coming. I need to start repenting and doing. You know, and I shouldn't. I should curse less and I don't read the Bible. I don't know, but I just, I, I just, I don't know what. They're making it for the Christians, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah. But because because who's the audience? Is the people in the audience that think I'd be one of those people that ascended because I'm a good person who believes rather than all these all these jackasses? Except you're made to be shrill, annoying, terrible, crazy. Like that's what that's what society thinks of you. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, I reckon probably there's probably what twenty no, ten percent of the people right now would be if you take if you take out the children who are who are by definition just not, not are not yet sinners. I'd effectively, I'd love to see that
1: one child who's just a complete asshole. Like yeah, like my youngest. Just what did Barry? What Barry, a Barry do? Yeah, oh, he's just a shithead. Yeah, he's a shithead. Yeah. But uh, like, let's t- so let's let's say generously, there's ten percent of the people, non children, who would have sinned, right? Why does that mean the rest of the world's going to hell? Like is that, that that brim fire, that fire, obviously I think that's caused by the heathens rioting and fighting back, yeah? Yeah. Is what it's assumed. Not by yeah. God's act. So they, they say that if they take all the good people out of the world, we're instantly going to start rioting.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not even like fundamentally. I think pe- the audience could argue that Chloe, the main character, the, yeah. the female main character, and the Chad Michael Murray, Murray character, at least, we see a mud- Muslim guy that's 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 good fundamentally. Um, what the audience is saying is effectively that those people are good, but they didn't believe, and therefore they stay behind because they also didn't believe, right? So those people are not are not the majority. The the, the people that are left behind are just terrible people. That's that's effectively what priest, this movie is saying. Sixty-five percent of Americans, American adults, identify themselves as Christian. That's that's declining, as they 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 see themselves as Christian. This is clearly made for an American audience mm-hmm. and a, a fundamental Christian audience. Um, that's that's who this ma- is made for, those people who would be sitting in the audience and then going, I, I actually agree with all of the crazy people I- in this movie. We really only see a couple of them talk. We see Leah Thompson talk about it and we see the crazy woman in the airport, but everyone else just disappears. You don't actually know what their views yeah. are. But, I mean, also, I mean, Nicolas Cage hasn't technically done anything wrong yet. uh, his his intention it's the disbelief it's disbelief disbelief of his wife that's the cause causation of it and the fact
1: so like even if you're a good person and do everything right but you don't believe enough you're not going to go like the the priest i I just it it blows my mind they left a priest who's been teaching this and preaching that all his life doesn't get into heaven because he had a, a small shake in faith
0: yeah, yeah, and so, but it's it's so it's, it's brutal like that. Like the lines are really clear. You have to and believe without thought, without uh, without any doubt. Yeah, it's effective, but it's also effectively just believe in everything we do and say, and don't question it ever. Like that—that's the messaging here. Like and the, then you're like the Mormon. It's like the Book of Mormon, really. It's the Book of Mormon. If you don't believe strong enough, it's all, all over. So, so this movie is watchable, absolutely watchable. A plus from me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you need to go and watch this movie.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to recommend it more than that. It is. It is the holy, the holy infinity symbol.
0: Well, I'm going to rec- recognize it more than this. It is the greatest movie ever made, <laughs> and it should be on the syllabus for for students because it's so important to well, watch this I,
1: movie. I, I own IMDb. I looked at the IMDb. It's like five awards. I'm like, I have to see what what they not got nominated for, and I got nominated for most inspirational movie of the year, mm. and then Razzies. <laughs>
0: Uh, so so this movie is available now on Netflix. Please, 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 please do yourself a favor and watch it. Um, email us, maskpodcasters at gmail.com and thank us profusely oh, for putting you onto this movie. You will not be sorry. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram. Instagram? We still have Instagram? Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's all there. Yeah,
1: I, I, uh, each episode, but no one cares.
0: Okay. So, so there. Um, Facebook. Facebook. Uh, any of those places But I, I do really want to hear How much you love this movie Please uh, How right we are um, So look I, There's not much left to say really Other than to say Thank you very much for listening um, And also watch this movie Yeah I don't
1: want to anything Sean I'm, I'm just going to say Go and watch I'm Left
0: Behind Please, please do uh, And uh, and and really uh, Thank us later I mean he's an impersonator Of fake we this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Do you cringe at culturally insensitive, sexist, racist, problematic jokes in not quite old enough television shows? Do you like old-timey announcers who keep asking inane rhetorical questions, who go on and on so much that you just want to suck them right in the gusset? Do you like the letter H? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one, seven. So dust off your flares, jump off your chamber pot, and a third old-timey product joke, it's time for Hardly TV History. Jake, if you're listening to this, you are a dirty, dirty whorebag. It's clear that the audience really only enjoys listening to me. Um, Yeah, I hope you're not wearing your micro, your headphones. Otherwise, the joke is ruined. Also, for the audience. Jack has a small penis. Like tiny.
1: Please tell me you were saying stuff the whole time.
0: <laughs> no, no. I
1: would have loved that. Okay. Right, so it could have been anybody.